Hey, what's up, everybody? Coming up this week on the Hell of Years podcast, my homie DJ RPM comes and hangs out. We talk about DJ Quick. We deep dive into one of our favorite Quick albums, and we pick our top five Quick songs, and we even talk a little bit of health. It's going to be a great time. My name is Zach Woodruff. This is the Hell of Years podcast, episode seven. Let's go. Hip-hop and wellness. You're in the right spot. It's the Hell of Years Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is episode seven of the Hell of Years Podcast. My name is Zach Woodruff, a.k.a. Big Kid Boots. I'm certainly Bootzilla when my bro RPM is in the building, because that's where our history is, man. Back at Jammin' many mm-hmm. years ago. Welcome to the man cave, my dude. Thank you, Mr. Bootzilla Jenkins. Yeah. Gotta put the last name on there. Bootzilla Jenkins. <laughs> it's been a long time, man. Yes, sir. I thank you for calling in a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking allergies. How are your allergies right now? Uh, pretty horrible this week, actually. Yeah. It's been tough, man. There's yeah. a lot of shit in the air. Fucking global warming, man. So we're gonna have a lot of fun today. We had teased a few episodes back who we might be talking about. Mm-hmm. And I accidentally slipped last week on episode six. It's okay. It's okay. It's all good, though. Uh, we're going to have a great time talking about one of the greatest producers slash rappers in the game. Yes, sir. Top five for sure. Top three, possibly. Maybe even the top slot. I don't know. We'll have to decide as we talk today. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about DJ Quick. What a career, what a body of work, what a catalog, uh, what a fly fucking dude, too. Mm, you know what yes. I mean? The definition of. Tell me a little bit about your <clears throat> thoughts on DJ Quick. Well, I mean, when you really want to talk about like producer slash rappers, I mean, okay, let's say Dre, right? Like Dre doesn't really write, you know what I mean? He's not really a rapper. He's a great producer. People write for him. A lot of producers are like that. You know, they're, right. they're great producers, not so great rappers, you know, but they get by. Um, there's only a few producer slash rappers that are truly great at both. You know, obviously you got to put Kanye in there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, DJ Quick, I feel like, you know, he's got his own style production wise just super thick musically i mean one of the most musical minds in hip-hop i think absolutely i think his records if you take the vocals away you're like listening to a jazz record sometimes almost you know it's just so instrumentally dope but also like quick has this very unique rhyme flow it's like no nobody else i call it gangster eloquent oh because like think about the way that he talks i mean he could be talking about the hardest shit but he says it in a way that's just so smooth and fly and like the vocabulary that he uses and it's just it's just just one of a kind there's nobody there's nobody that would come on and you would go oh that sounds like dj quick it's like no nobody sounds like dj quick and i feel like quick belongs in the same conversation as dr dre definitely and kanye west and i don't know if he if he gets that recognition i mean i think in some circles myself yourself uh, you know people who are big fans of his probably recognize that but i think a lot of people they know about dj quick Mm -hmm. but i don't know if they give him that top tier service that he really has earned throughout his career no he's highly underrated for sure right yeah i think that's probably attributed to just you know the artists that he's worked with and stuff i mean you look at somebody like dre obviously he's always coming out with some new artist that just ends up going huge you know what i mean right. and like you know quick was messing with a lot of the guys you know that were just his buddies that you know i mean they weren't super dope rappers maybe but on their on his tracks they sounded dope and they made for good albums you know when he was doing albums but a lot of those guys didn't really make it as solo artists and i think sometimes that's like the measure of a of a producer is like how big is the artist or the songs that you're making you know right 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 a lot of a lot of producers just come in and they produce for somebody big you know what i mean and that like the neptunes i mean 
The Neptunes just produced for a lot of big artists. Right. And had a lot of big songs that were super dope because they produced it. But also, like, I mean, besides the the clips, what did the Neptunes come out? It was like an original artist. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, they work with established, you know, Justin yeah, and exactly. So, I don't, I don't think Quick really got the chance that he deserved to right, do that. Right, right, right. Sans so, Tony, Tony, Tony. I mean, that that was a big record. Let's, Let's get, down. get down. Yeah, that that's still a yeah. record that you can yeah. play anywhere. Like, if he would have done more of that, I think he would have been on the level with Dre and with the Neptunes right. and Timbo. You know what I mean? Well, like, yeah, because you touched on this just a moment ago when you're talking about Dre and, and you know who he produced for. You got to think, you know, between N.W.A. and Snoop and Eminem mm-hmm. and Fifty Cent, and like he's put he put out a ton of people, right? Yeah. Uh, and Quick has certainly a circle of homies that he's put out and produced for, but not to the caliber of talent that Dre has put out exactly. you know you got what mossberg and rest in peace and high c and sugar free and amg and uh, second to none like mm-hmm. these are names that people know of but it wasn't 50 cent it wasn't eminem or exactly Snoop, you yeah. know quick uh, quick was his own biggest artist basically absolutely you know? yeah. but what a fly dude too man shit right yeah he might be to me one of the flyest dudes in hip-hop just over the last 30 years just a fly motherfucker that's just like you said, smooth, man. Just hella, just smooth as shit. Yeah, and I'm sure you, I know you've met him before, so I, I can't wait to hear a story about that because I'm sure you can speak personally to that. Bro, I got to hang with Quick is. a lot. Yeah. Through my big homie buys one, rest in peace. I got to go, I've been to Quick's house. I've been to the, I was at the studio one time. Me and Buys go to meet up with Quick at the studio and we get there and it's me and Buys and Quick and some other dude. Sorry, some other dude. Hold on, watch the, watch this <laughs> some other dude story though. And we sit down and he starts playing us a record and what's funny is that same day he blew out one of the speakers in the, in the studio and had to pay for a new speaker. Oh shit. He, that shit was so loud, which was dope. He's like, I think I just blew out a fucking speaker. <laughs> But so we're sitting there. He's playing us the record. And the guy sitting next to me, like I'm sitting on the couch right now, like next to me right here. And he's talking. And I'm like, God, I recognize this motherfucker's voice. Uh, Who is this guy? And then Biz is on the left of me. And this guy's on the right. And Quick is playing us. And then he's like, hey, Talib, do you want me to play the new one oh, that we just shit. did? And then I look. I'm like, oh, fuck. It's Talib Kweli. Yeah. I didn't even recognize dun, dun, dun. or realize that. And like there was... I forget what album it was, but they traded songs. So he did one on Talib's record, and then yeah, they did one on Quick's um, record as well. And it was just crazy as fuck because I'm sitting there. I had no idea who dude was. It was just the four of us in the studio. And Quick has a lot of those. Like Quick had a lot of random one-off productions on like some pretty great albums. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. People don't really think about it being in his catalog, but then you go, oh shit, yeah. DJ Quick did a song with like, Talib. You know, like or like on the Black album. Yes. Like yes. Justify My Thug. Yes. Come on. Man. And we talked. We might have to do a, a future episode where we just do quick production, like mm-hmm. for other people that he's done, mm-hmm. like his collaboration with dr dre that put it on me yeah. like that's one of my favorite beats and you know what he played bass live on that and i only know Quick that because he told bass? me that yes i didn't know that he's like hey you hear the bass line on this because we were listening to it and i was like yeah and he's like i played that live i was like get the fuck out of here and he's like no for real i think him and dre have done i mean him and dre did truth hurts yeah the, you know that was a collab <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know if this is true but this is what he said he said he was on the shitter and he heard that uh, and was watching a little TV or whatnot yeah. and heard that Indian sample and then took that and flipped it. Yeah, it was like it was on a VCR tape and he literally yeah. like took it off of there. Yeah. And yes. then they got sued. Did they? <laughs> yeah, they did. That was such a good record. You know what else? Uh, Quick said 
uh he gave dre the drums for in the club get out of here yeah and i believe it because if you think about what quick drums sound like like they always had them crazy claps and shit and that's the thing about the in the club jump like that that yeah. just you know that rolling clap he said that he, he gave those to dre and I'm wow like, mm, that kind of makes sense i'm just learning all these little extra things like even last week maintain was telling me there was the uh i think it was the crenshaw nipsey hustle project quick mixed and mastered it yep and what? also quick <laughs> crazy quick says that he i don't know what the credits say but all eyes on me quick says that he mixed that entire album and he did it in like don't call me i don't remember it was something crazy like three days four days and yeah he said he mixed that entire album and a lot of shit that you hear like he went in and added shit to the songs too just to like you know well you know how quick does all the little sparkly shit yeah yeah you know one of my other favorite things that quick does and has done throughout his career is that he scratches mm. like little samples into hooks and stuff and i've always loved like what primo does and stuff yeah. like i love hearing that shit that is so hip-hop to me yeah because he's a dj so he's yeah he's going through his roots i feel like warren g did that a little bit too because he was dj warren g you know right. like they they had that in their blood so they they had to but yeah i i definitely throughout dj quick's entire career he's always made sure there was at least one song with some scratching on it. i love that i love it so much yes. and there's a lot of quick albums his career has spanned you know the last three decades um plus because i was just looking at quick as the name and that's 1991 Mm -hmm. that this came out right and and you got to think too i mean nwa is big out there in compton around the time but so is dj quick right mm -hmm, because yeah. his two songs off of quick is the name that were the big ones were tonight and born and raised in compton right mm -hmm. i don't want to discredit what nwa was doing but you have to include dj quick in that conversation at Definitely. least in my opinion the origins of gangster west coast rap music quick is a part of that conversation yeah so we have a lot of albums that we could jump into and talk about we have a lot of songs we just there's a whole lot so we many. could we could do i think the last couple of episodes we've been kind of focusing on an album and i'd like to do that today with you which one do we pick ladies and gentlemen boys and girls pimps players and women of the night welcome to the world of rhythmalism ah oh, there you yep, go there you go welcome to the world of rhythmalism so this is what 1998 98 man rpm take me back to 1998 what were you doing what did you have going on in your life at this time uh you know i was still in high school man i felt like hip-hop especially production especially on the west coast like hip-hop had kind of it was in a weird spot at that time you know right. like the east coast had kind of taken over you had diddy and everybody doing all the flashy shit well, and this is post tupac and biggie's deaths exactly. too right yeah. yeah this is fresh on everybody's mm -hmm. minds yeah this had just happened hip-hop was in a weird place right mm -hmm. and then quick comes with rhythmalism just out of nowhere with just this just beautiful album i mean again like just take the vocals away and listen to the music it's like listening to a quincy jones produced jazz album it's just so clean and crisp and there's just the bass lines and the chords and the guitars it's just it's just so musical and i feel it like is, though. things were lacking at that time in that realm you know so this intro was a little it was a like it's weird what's going on what are we what are we about to get into right I, I often just skip it and i go to the next song which is the actual start of that album. And we, yeah me. we were talking about that how it feels like once we still party comes on it's, it's like oh it's we're here all. The party is here. We're and I feel party. like you could have almost just started the, the album with this song right here, right? Like That's just that little shit. Like those little like sprinkles that, you know, all the little percussion and the, the, the noodling on the guitar. Like 
that's that was quick shit. Like nobody did that. It was no. it was him. That was his that was his trademark. So this song called We Still Party, it feels like a great way to start an album. Right. And I think yeah. that's very important when we think of classic albums, how it gets going and how it starts really sets the tone, right? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like this was that song? Yeah, it sets the tone, man. And it and it really is like the album is more of a party album, you know, like he kind of digressed from doing like talk like gangster shit you know what i mean this was more fun you know just a lot of just fun you know rapping about rapping rapping about chicks it wasn't a lot of like guns and that was probably intentional at the time too because Mm -hmm. like you were talking about his involvement with tupac and all eyes on me and whatnot Mm-hmm. All right, so we're talking rhythmalism. Great way to start. I'm getting sidetracked because there's yeah. so many things I want to talk about with <laughs> no, DJ Quick. quick so but yeah, we're going to party today. We're going to go into the next song, which was so many ways. And I think this is probably my favorite song off of this album, mm-hmm. minus the Peter Guns. Yeah, I don't feel like it holds up over time. Yeah, it was definitely something of the time. They were pretty big at the time Peter I'm guessing because it was yeah. what it was Peter Guns and Lord Tariq they had yeah. that Deja Vu yeah, exactly, song so. and that was that big record out there on the east but which is smart because this is quick trying to like mm-hmm. bridge that gap right yeah, that's true yep Second to None was on this record as well yeah quick albums were a lot like Dre albums where you just you had that squad that, that was just gonna be on every other song you know you were gonna get AMG here and Second to None there and Sugar Free and you know and then you had some surprises in there like Peter Guns or who I else I mean I think there. he's really the only surprise on this album yeah i when, mean when i look at everybody that's on it you know i yeah, mean snoop is on snoop a record and Nate, Nate. eventually yeah but that's kind of expected yeah. i mean that's not like a wow i can't believe they did a record together i mean if you think about it though at the time previously they hadn't though right like yeah it's weird like think about it like uh safe and sound there's no there's no snoop or nate on that there's no you know what i mean like yeah. the closest connection would have been that quick did some shit on death row soundtracks you know like murder was the case, murder was the case and, and, and and um and uh above the rim he did that second to none song on there but you know what i mean like they yeah. hadn't really really worked together before so this was a great record so many ways the next song was a single um mm-hmm. that i remember actually playing on the radio um 98 99 hand in hand also second to none on this one this is a great feeling record as well this actually reminds me of when Jammin' first came on the air. So you were you were in Sacramento at that time, Correct, but yeah. but you know prior to the spring of 1999, Portland didn't have a hip hop station. Like That's we had crazy. Z100, Top 40. We had KBU, which was like a community station. If you tuned in on the right night of the week, you might hear some hip hop. But we didn't and have K-Boo that. KBU still is around, yeah, right? KBU still That's around. That's fantastic. Yeah. But I remember when Jammin' first came on the air, and. You know, whenever a new station comes on the air, there's no commercials. It's just music. You know, they just play music all day. Right. And I remember when we had uh, PE. This was my senior year. And we had like open, we'd have like open PE. So we'd just shoot hoops. And they had jamming, playing in the gym, like on the, the system in the gym. And I just remember like hearing this song and like just all the stuff that they, you know, just played when, when the, the station first came on. And this was one of those songs. And I was like, oh, shit, they're playing quick on the radio. You know, that was like, yeah. that was crazy to me, bro. Like I you know a song can just take you back to a certain time definitely that's what yeah that's what i love about music too i mean just i was driving here and it was raining and shitty outside but like listening to this album it brings me to a place where there's sunshine and palm trees you know well and i think too you just said this is your senior year so what you graduate 99 yeah so i mean this album had been out for a little while but um i might not have bought it until 
my senior year maybe or that summer before i don't remember but yeah this was definitely in rotation that well, year i just think lot. about like the importance of like that time in our oh, lives yeah. as young men like when you're senior in high school about to enter into you know the real world and whatnot there are songs and there are moments and there are events and things that are stick with you your whole life mm -hmm. like you might be 80 years old and you remember this song in high school Definitely. that's crazy i know it does it does take you to a place man and just uh you know having your freedom when you first got your license too you know yeah. this was like you know riding around in my car i remember riding around playing this record yes because this record down 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 Hey, and Sugar Free's verse on this. Oh my God. Sugar Free is dope, but he's an acquired taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely. like beer. Like, I didn't like beer at first. Mm -hmm, yeah. And it here. took me a while to drink like different kinds and find ones that I like. And I feel like at first, I was like, I'm not feeling this Sugar Free guy. Hmm. And then after a while, I started to like feel him and listen to him a little bit more. And dude is sick dude did you hear him first on this or did you hear like street gospel i don't really it? remember where i heard him first I, I always knew about him through just being a fan of dj quick and like you knew he was on certain records with him and like just part of that circle but i can't tell you the first time i remember hearing sugar free because yeah i do i remember hearing um uh if you stay ready i saw that i think there was a video on BT maybe that something. might be it and i remember like finding out that was a dj quick track and i was like damn this is dope and i bought that album on the strength of that song and dj quick pretty much did that whole album and right that was actually the precursor to this album like that was the beginning of the new era of of quick production where it just mm -hmm. got very music i mean it was always musical but that album if you go back and listen to that i mean i mean why you bullshitting that was the big song right, right. but there's some beautiful shit on that album too beautiful and then you mix shit. it with this crazy talking pimp you know what i mean like sugar free I have you ever seen there's like a video and i don't know if sugar free was locked up at the time but like he's banging on mm -hmm. uh the table and like hitting it with a pen yeah that was his and, whole thing oh there's my an interlude goodness. on an album where he does that he does like a whole song yeah. it's yeah. fucking ill dude i'm sure that's probably how like what he did when he came to quick you know and quick was like oh yeah i'm putting this guy on a yep, record you know? for sure yeah yeah i'm signing you right now so down 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 was a great record the next one i man it just feels like these are all just back to back to back singles mm -hmm. like he started this album i mean i think the first half of the album is probably better than the second half in my opinion yeah yeah but like he hasn't missed yet and now we're on track six use the gangster no i'm not i love this beat it's like <laughs> it's like tonight part two the way yes. it starts with just the synth and then yep. the beat drops in like it's definitely it's, i think it's even the same drum kit maybe like he was just like i was gonna I suggest go that i i often feel the same like yeah. it feels like tonight to me yes. i think we'll get to that a little bit later how i feel about tonight mm -hmm. but this record is so good dude this was another one that i remember hearing on jamming and i was like yep. oh what the hey and he was addressing a lot of stuff on this too he talked about the beef with mc8 he talked about being at the party where biggie got shot and getting blamed for it like i wonder if no it's probably too, did they did him and mc8 ever end up doing a record i don't know he did say that at the end he said you that you your head right. <laughs> i don't think they ever did i mean i don't know man i feel i know you guys talked about this on the beef episode yeah but i mean and we could we could talk about this later actually because it's going to be in my in my top five but I me too quick absolutely <laughs> destroyed mca we will save that you will save that yeah that may be one of my favorite this records ever yeah but um, for him to come back and then like humble himself and be like yeah. hey man fuck this beef shit people are dying let's like let's squash it yeah you know what i mean but he still kind of punched him a little he bit by a little saying bit, once you get your head right yeah because exactly. he still kind of was like hey 
motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so use the gangster. Uh, next song is one with AMG. I used to know her, and <laughs> him and AMG make great music. This I remember when this song came on and I was listening to the album. I was like, oh man, what is this bullshit? It certainly has a different feel yeah a little talk box in there a little bit right yeah. and it was a little funky and a little bit more groovy than i had wanted but as i've gotten older and i, I look back and i listen to songs like this i'm like this shit is slapping and i love how quick and amg sound together yes and we were talking before we started the podcast on how they had they had a little group as well i think they were called the fixers right yep yep and we were doing we were jamming, jamming yeah. and they played uh what was that can you work with that wasn't that the record mm-hmm. can you work with that they came can to the greek cuisine that? i remember that <laughs> that's crazy yeah that place is gone the, is that where you drop the plates and shit yeah they didn't have a big ass like octopus hanging out mm-hmm. of the yeah. uh still still the there for a long time shit? i don't know if they took it down finally but yeah fucking greek cuisine yeah Man, that's crazy. Uh, next song was one called No Doubt. It had Play of Ham and Sugar Free. Yeah. I, do you think they got paid? Because he was like, MGD. This is a beer for me. me. Like, it's a brew. I love MGD. I don't know. I, I don't love MGD. I was just saying that as if I was quick. <laughs> Who would have picked MGD? I hope they got breaded out for that. Probably not. MGD. That was interesting. It, it was probably one of those things they just had some in the studio and yeah. they just thought it was funny. They were just like, you know, when you're in the studio, just things yeah. like that happen. It'd be like me doing a song like Diet Coke, which is a great record. Have you heard that Diet Coke song? I think so. Push the T? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kanye? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Diet Coke? Yeah. It sounds good. Mm -hmm. All right, so the next song after this, I always thought was a little weird. Speed. Speed. Yeah. Was he really talking about like speed? Like the drugs? Was he? I don't know. I hope Was he just talking about rapping fast? I don't know. It was a little weird, but it was also... Especially yeah. when when high C comes in, I mean, test the roaster, the roaster. Like that, was, that guy um, kills it. I'm not your puppet. Was that his? Uh, yeah, yeah. That was his that song, was his right? Big that record. big single that he had. We also, had one. We played a jam it too. I forget what it was called. Let me know. That's it. That, that was a great is record. So good. That's a great quick beat and a great uh, summertime song. Yeah, with the talk box hook. Oh, yeah, that was, man. That was dope. Yep. So the next song I would <laughs> want to play for you, but we cannot because it's grayed out and it's called Whatever You Do. You it, looked it up on YouTube before we started today. All quick albums have this section where they go a little, they get sexy for a minute. Like, right. I feel like that's kind of a theme throughout a lot of the, the, at least the older quick albums, you know, and, and, and also like the instrumentation gets a little more live. Like this album just had this segue into like some real lovey dovey, sexy shit for the ladies. And, you know, and then towards the album, towards the end of the album, then it comes back into, you know, medley for a V. And then, of course, Bomb Bud Part 2. You know, he always got that weed song. Oh, man, you know, I, love, I love that traditions, song. traditions, you know? That song in itself, I remember hearing that and being like, oh, he could be a reggae artist. He could he could produce a reggae album for somebody. And that's the other thing, too, that I notice with Quick a little more as time goes on in his in his catalog is, like, you hear him sing. And he actually has, like, a pretty dope voice. Yeah. Like, he's not bad like, when, he, when, he, when he wants to be uh singing you know so we can't play you whatever you do but we can yeah let's skip down to like towards the end of the album because uh like that medley for a v or that yeah, let's Bamba. go to that let's yeah. go to that medley for a v because you got snoop dog and nate dog mm-hmm. amg second to none i mean it's it's an all-star cast on this record right here and l debarge guys. i don't really i know um, debarge 
yeah. I don't know who they all are. There was a Chico de Barge. Yeah, wasn't Chico there? de Barge was too was cool too. He was one of the the kids too, and yeah. then they, they they had their own musical thing. But DJ Quick did a lot of shit with El de Barge. I thought that they were gonna come with a solo album at some point. Like that was always my goal. I mean, in my mind, like that's where I thought Quick was gonna go. Was a to R&B. album? No, it was to R and B. Oh right, right, right. Because like you were talking about the record with Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah. Actually, for people that don't know about that record, real quick, even though we we have medley for a V playing right now, yeah. tell what are your thoughts on that Tony, Tony, Tony record? It's actually funny if you listen to the drums on this. It's the mm-hmm. same drum track from. It feels like it, huh? Let's he did that a lot. Let's I just think his 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 beats in general. I mean, they're so musical. There's so much you know R and B and blues and funk in in his music. You know that I think, uh, and he did. I mean, he did a record with there was a record he did with Adina Howard on her second album, but they shelved it. Uh, he did you know stuff on the Truth Hurts. Right. You know, he had some shit that was sprinkled. Um, but I wish, yeah, I wish that he would have pursued that more because I think we could have had a really super dope like. DJ Quick and Music Soul Child or DJ Quick and uh, John Legend. You know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah. like his beats could stand up to that level of like R&B. And same thing with Dre. I think Dre should have followed. I think all these guys should have followed a more natural progression towards making some grown ass music because that's right, what right, right. musicians normally do. I but think, in hip hop, it's I like... I think Quick could still get to that though. Yeah, I think definitely. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if some brand new song on the radio that's like the hit song is produced by quick like yeah. he could come with it at any time and hit you with something that's so musically dope i'm surprised that he hasn't really like done a song with uh kendrick but there is actually a little beef there because is there whoever did that uh king kunta record yeah. that was basically a ripoff of um that mossberg song uh get naked wow and, um so was apparently there's a whole video on a quick on youtube or whatever going off on both them and nelly because he was saying that with like Nelly stole part of Get Naked for um, Hot in Here. Wow. And he was like, I ain't seen my checks, y'all. Where are my fucking checks? Like he was, he's a, he's a little salty about that because he didn't get any credits. And yeah, like he's like major people stole that record. And if you listen to it, it's obvious. It's the moment that King Kun to be dropped, I was like, that's Get Naked. I, yeah. I, I love that song. I thought it was DJ Quick that produced it. Right. <laughs> and then it wasn't. And I was like, oh. Kendrick's supposed to drop, I think, next week. The week after Double album right Double album That's crazy I'm interested to hear that Yeah Let's play that Bomb Bud record Because we were just Talking about that Here's the weed song the, The you know The customary weed song That's on the album But damn it It's a great record dude Mm hmm like I feel like you could put damn near any reggae artist on this, and you'd be like, "Oh, that's that's sh- that's that shit right there." Yep, yep. I could hear Damien Junior Gong on this. I wonder the Marleys. Maybe he had a Kali plan and on here. Didn't didn't go through Kali Buds. <laughs> um, you could put Snoop Lion on. I <laughs> do a remix. Do a Bomb Bud three. I think that didn't they do one at some point? It must have. Probably. There's probably like ten versions of this song with different people. One thing. When speaking of traditions and DJ Quick traditions, um. Every DJ Quick album always has a Quick's groove. Yeah. So there's always an instrumental track where he yes. takes one of his beats and he puts a guitar over it. Sometimes he calls it Quick's groove. Other times it's like one of the other songs beats with some guitar solos or whatever. I always like that about him too because, you know, he's a producer and he's like, okay, you're going to just listen to a beat now. Why not? Check yeah. out what I can do with just these instruments. Who else has done that? That And that's actually hella hip hop because if you... If you go back to the early days of hip hop, when it was a you know like a rapper and a DJ, Eric B and Rakim, 
Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince, there was always at least one song on the album where they let the DJ get loose. Yeah. And Quick's a DJ. So I feel like that's, there's a correlation there, you know, that's like the roots. So as we get to the end of the album, uh, before there's that little reprise, uh, there's one last song called Get Together Ooh. Again. Second to none, AMG, High C. Oh, get together. This again. feels like a great outro song to me. It is. It felt like you just enjoyed the album. We took you all around. Now we're going to finish this up. Yeah. That's how this feels to me. Yeah. Feel good West Coast music, man. Had been kind of gone for a good majority of years in the late 90s. And then this came out and it was like, we back. And that's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. What an album. Rhythmalism. Yes. If you don't know about it, learn about it. I think you should add it to your playlist. I think you should spend some time with it. I think if you have spent time with it, it's worth revisiting. It's worth taking a trip down memory lane, taking you back to the late 90s, wherever you were at, whatever you were doing, mm -hmm. and just remembering how it felt back then. Yes, sir. And this will take you back there. Uh, the album is Rhythmalism. The artist is DJ Quick. Fantastic. My homie DJ RPM is hanging out with us. We're going to talk a little bit of wellness in just a moment. You've really taken your health back and you've gotten into to really good shape and made some huge diet changes and some huge lifestyle changes that I would uh, love for you to share with some people. You down for that? Yes, sir. Well, what happened was I bought DJ Quick's tracksuit. I'm trying to fit in. You, know, <laughs> you got to you, fit in that medium. You purchased bro. a medium. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> the the uh, story of the medium tracksuit is yes. coming up right here on the Hell of Years podcast. Episode seven. Keep it locked where you got it. Hip hop and wellness. You know we're you're in the right spot. It's the Hell of Years Podcast. Episode seven. Hell of Years Podcast is going down right now. My name is Zach Woodruff, aka Big Kid Boost. Got my homie DJ RPM hanging out with us. What's up, brother? What up? Man, that was fun talking about DJ Quick right there. Hell yeah, man. I feel like we had so <clears throat> much more to talk about too. Oh yeah. We could do like a whole podcast about DJ Quick, just like you that's know, what becomes episodes. challenging about some of these topics though <laughs> i know or some right? of these artists or albums like it's so easy to just go there and it think is. about things and how you feel and tell stories and mm -hmm. listen to songs and just remember and man rhythmalism that's a fantastic album for sure all right so we talked a little hip-hop let's talk a little wellness because you know it was back in 2008 when our radio station was sold and we all kind of went our ways and did things and you know we're going on almost 15 years during that time obviously we've all grown and got a little bit older and a little more gray hair mm -hmm. but you know over the last couple of years i've been seeing you on social media and you have appeared to um make health a priority in your life you look good you you've got great energy what's been happening or what has changed for you as you've gotten older and made health more of a priority for yourself? I mean, you know, I've always tried to kind of stay healthy. I mean, I didn't have a really great diet before, so I'd always like work out and do a lot of cardio, but it, you know, I would fluctuate a lot, you know, so I was never really where I wanted to be. Like I beer bellies run in my family, you know, right. I hold all the weight up front. I always wanted to just get rid of that. That was like always my thing. I was like, I don't want to, I, I don't care about my size overall. I was fine with, but I always wanted to get rid of that. I just couldn't quite do it. And um, at some point in, uh, I think it was 2019, maybe, I think I was like the biggest I'd ever been. I think I was like 220 or something. And um, just 
belly just out, bro. Like the buttons on my shirt. I was doing a wedding and it was like, uh, it was about to bust. I was wow. like, I got to do something here. So that was your kind of moment? Yeah. It was putting I the shirt a on and being myself. like, what? Okay. Yeah. The photographer at one of the weddings I was DJing sent me a picture and I was like, this is horrible. I got to get rid of this. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, one of the first things I started doing, um, now, mind you, I'm not a dietitian. Don't take my advice as like medical advice. Um, I, I might've done things a little unorthodox, but, um, one thing I started doing was just, you know, replacing a meal. Right. So, uh, I started eating protein bars for breakfast. The ones from Costco. You, yeah. You, you I had one this morning. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're great. And they're, let me tell you something about protein bars, y'all. Some of that shit is just candy bars, okay? So look at the label because yeah. a lot of that shit you get at the corner store, you look at it, let's, it's let's, a Snickers. Let's not lie, most of it yeah. are just candy bars. So much sugar and shit. So you got to look for the ones that, you know, are lower sugar and the, you know, the Costco ones, the, the texture aren't the greatest, but you know. They taste they, good. They taste the good. chocolate chip cookie dough one and the brownie yeah. one, and they'll, fantastic. And they'll get you enough, you know, enough calories to get you going. And, right. And like um, 20 grams of protein too, which exactly. is really important. Yeah. So I started doing that, um, you know, just to kind of help cut some calories out. And eventually I got like so used to doing that and I was already kind of starting to see some results. I, I started doing one for lunch sometimes. Like sometimes I would just, you know, like uh, do two protein bars during the day and then eat a dinner at night, you know, just a regular or whatever. Um, so I was, you know, I was cutting out calories in two meals of the day, which I'm sure a lot of dietitians would tell you is probably not. Well, yes and no. You know. <clears throat> because ultimately, right, you're going to get a lot of different opinion on weight loss and diets and what mm -hmm. you need or what you don't. But the math of it is like, like if you're burning more calories, right, than you're consuming, if you're at a calorie deficit, exactly, you're going to lose weight. Not, that's what I was going for. And it's not even for, so yeah. much you're going to lose weight. Your body is just going to get back to its optimal state. And for most of us, that means it's going to get rid of some of that fat that we have, right? Mm -hmm. Like if, if you fed something perfectly, it would run at a certain optimal rate, right? If you just had great nutrition and we can get back to that place, it just takes time. Right. So if you're in a calorie deficit, you're going to lose weight. That's yep. just what it is. Were you thinking about that or was that on your radar yet? I know you're replacing it and you're taking in less calories and you're yeah. putting better shit in your body because, you know, like the Costco protein bars, they're pretty well balanced and they're good little science food. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. what I call them my science food. Yeah. But that's a better nutritional profile than what most of the other shit that we're eating. But are you aware at this time? of like what your calorie goal or what your target or how many you're trying to be in a deficit or no? Not really. I was just kind of, you know, trying, trying to lose some weight. And then, you know, I, I also started looking into, cause I, I don't cook really. And that was one of my biggest things. So I, I would eat out a lot, you okay. know, eat a lot of takeout. And also, you know, prior to the pandemic, you know, a couple of times a week, I go out with friends, have some beers, have some food. I mean, you know, you go out on one of those little excursions, you fuck around and eat like 2000 calories in one yeah. meal. Cause you're eating a burger Without and fries and a bunch it. of beers, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So I drink a thousand calories. Calories and beer, no Dude, problem. Exactly. So I had started doing Freshly, which is um, not to be confused with HelloFresh, because HelloFresh, when they send you to your door all those ingredients, you got to cook them yourself. But okay. Freshly is one of those where it comes pre-prepared. So, you so get this is like a meals. service that yeah. brings you the food daily, yeah. weekly, what? Weekly, yeah. Okay, so it weekly. comes in a box. It's got these like ice packs in there. It's actually, it's pretty good. You know, like the portions are smaller than, you know, I was used to, but I found that like they would, they would fill me up because it was like nutritional food. You know what I mean? There wasn't right. a lot of uh, empty calories and it also fooled me into eating some things I wouldn't normally think about. Like you get the steak one and it comes with 
what you think and tastes like mashed potatoes, but it's mashed cauliflower, cauliflower right? Yeah. And it's and it's actually pretty good. You know, I was like, I yeah. would never be able to make this and make it taste good. You know, so that was another thing that I did that that kind of helped me towards my goal. And then when the pandemic happened, wait, wait, wait! Before you get to that, mm-hmm. did somebody recommend it to you, or did like how do you take the jump of yes. just like I'm gonna buy a service that delivers my food every week? I I think I had move. seen like ads and stuff, uh-huh. um, like on I don't know social media or whatever, and, and then, you were yeah, just I think somebody for did to change it up. I think or? somebody did recommend it. I don't remember who it was, but um, yeah, it was uh, just something you know that I started doing. So yeah, once the pandemic started, and then cut out eating out all the time, right? You know what I mean? Almost and now because I got, you have to. Yeah, you, you cannot eat out. You have to eat at home. And I was grateful that I had these meals come into my house because otherwise, right. yeah, I would have been getting DoorDash every day or whatever. And then, so that know. was kind of good timing that, that oh. you had started that before the pandemic hit because you had already kind of built that habit. I would say that was a huge part of it because when the pandemic started, I also just got on this thing where I was like, you know what? I'm not going out with friends and stuff. I'm just going to quit drinking for a couple of months, you know, which was tough. Yeah. You know, uh, I might've had like one or two here or there, but like that was big too. quit drinking. I think I even quit drinking coffee for a while. Just like, I was just trying different things. Cause I was like, Oh, why not? I ain't got shit to do. You know just what I mean? To see how you would I'm feel in a controlled environment that? where I'm not going to have a bunch of outside stuff, you know? So right. I just, you know, I did that for a little while, but after, you know, after a while it was just, uh, keeping the diet going and, at some point I lost so much weight. I was like, Whoa, I'm like, I'm starting to look a little scrawny here, you know? Right. And that kind of bugged me. Cause I was like, not used to that. Cause I wasn't trying to lose full body weight. Like I said, I was just trying to lose that belly, but it doesn't, it doesn't happen that way. It doesn't necessarily work like yeah, that. No, yeah. I wish it did. You know, I was looking at my arms and my legs. I'm like, okay, I got to start like doing some, some weights or something, you know? Right. So I ordered a little, little weight set, which was crazy because bro during the pandemic i could have got one of these regular times for like 350 yeah and it was like 600 dollars, bro yeah but i was like i gotta do it <laughs> for my yeah. health you know? you know what i did during the pandemic i built a fence you know why that was the worst time to do it because wood was like five times uh, as expensive yeah. <laughs> like yeah. everything just went up and but i'm at home i'm gonna might as well do this yeah so you get the weights yeah so i mean just you know got on that on that tip started you know you know, I watched some YouTube videos. There's some some people online that do some really dope stuff about, you know, just teaching you like what you need to know, what what yeah. what weight weightlifting. Like YouTube and- University is insane, bro. Yeah. Here's yeah. here's the thing. Like you just said, literally almost anything that you want to know about and learn about, somebody with some expertise mm-hmm. is on YouTube right now giving you that information. Definitely. That's crazy. And you see these videos and they have like a billion views, you know. It's and like, it, and hey, you're you like, know, okay. other people are doing it too, you know. So did you have anybody else where were there any friends or coaches or mentors or was there anybody that was helping you along during all of this or was this nah, mostly a solo just, mission it was just an experiment you know what i mean like i didn't even like i said i don't even know that i meant to lose that much weight and before i knew it like i got a bought a scale and i was like oh damn i lost like you know 30 pounds i mean i had already come down towards the end of 2019 i was already at like 200 and then for between like the end of 2019 and like mid 2020 sometime I was down like 30 pounds to like a buck 70. So I was like, whoa. So, so yeah, it's just crazy. 50 pound shift is a lot though. Yeah, and over, over a year. compared yeah. how you felt before to then once you were down to the 170 range, once you were down there, did you have energy? Were you sleeping good? Yeah, did you- I feel like I've, I've always had kind of a bad back and I feel like, I, and I stopped going to the chiropractor in the pandemic, right? So, but I was like, my back felt better. I think that's also attributed to the fact that I bought a new bed in the, uh, in the, let me just tell you something. If I'm going to give anybody health advice, 
If you've had your bed for longer than like four or five years, buy a new bed, man. Because you spend how many, like they say- A third some, of your life. A third of your life in bed. And that is so true. Like I had an old ass bed that I had kept flipping and stuff. And like, so, so stupid. And I had a bad back. And just knowing like, since I've had this new bed, back problems have been very minuscule, you know? Can so, you hear the chickens in the background? Yeah, Did you just yeah, hear them? Yeah. Last week it was the damn rain. This week it's yeah, the damn yeah. chickens. <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, you know, that's pretty much- uh that was pretty much my journey and still on it. Just kind of trying to build muscle now. That's the, that's okay. the big, and so it's hard to do it, when you're in your forties. What does look you know? like for you? You still on your protein bars? Um, yeah, I usually only, I, you know, I eat one for breakfast. I, I try to eat, you know, like a sandwich or something for lunch. Try not to do too many protein bars now, but right. still on the freshly. Still yeah, so, freshly. Yeah. So how long has it been now that you've been using that service? Uh, over two years. Wow. Yeah. But, uh, enough about me. You're down, you're down some pounds as well. Yeah, I just I just broke two hundred last week, so I'm one ninety eight now. Oh. Started like two twenty five ish. Okay, so you're it, about to you're about the same spot. It's the same thing, right? You just you're drinking too much, you're eating too much, you're not moving, you're not. Man, the chickens are loud right now. <laughs> Y'all hear that? I'm gonna be quiet just real quick, just so you can hear the chickens. I don't know if the mic's gonna pick it up. Man, it's picking it up. Gotta They're on the door. other <laughs> side of the damn yard too, man. Anyway. Just being aware of what I'm eating, yeah. protein bars in the morning and um, good nutritious food, whole foods, not that bullshit, not the processed stuff, mm -hmm. not a lot of sugar. I think um, yeah, sugar that's a big is one, one for of me. the biggest mm -hmm. things that, you know, is, is the reason why people are so sick and I see it all the time and yep. you, you want to get to um, a place where you feel like you can do it like you. I'm glad to see you had the motivation. Last week I was talking to maintain. He had like a, a buddy that was kind of mentoring him and coaching him. And the week before that I talked with Hunter and we were talking about how motivating each other helps um, just get you going. But whatever it is, however it is, people just got to realize you just got to eat better food and move a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. very, it's really a very simple thing. You didn't drastically change your life. You just made decisions to eat a little bit better and move a little bit <laughs> exactly yes yeah, i mean that's the biggest thing i think it really is diet because for years like i said i did a lot of cardio i was trying to burn fat but it was like i wasn't eating right and that's a huge thing um think of it like this dude do you have any plants uh not really you should get plants i'm endorsing plants right now <laughs> you need plants in your life everybody needs plants i in think their i life, yeah i right? probably do if you give plants the right amount of water and the right amount of sunlight and the right nutrition they grow like a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Like they plants get busy, dude. Yeah, you, you, can't do, give them, you can't give them Brando. You just give them what they need. <laughs> and then if you have you ever seen a plant that doesn't get the amount of water or sunlight that it needs? Do you do you know what happens to most of those plants? They die. They fucking die. And oh, most people kill plants, right? Because they don't take care of them right. Yeah. And it's the same shit with our body. You need the right nutrients. You need the right like minerals and yeah. you need the right chemistry going in to balance you out yeah but yeah we it's, don't we don't approach things like that we don't look at like what are the things that i need to function optimally now it doesn't mean i have to be crazy and militant and just obsessive over it but there are certain things that you need to function as effectively and efficiently as possible that makes yeah. sense right yeah so if you start getting your food from the right sources vegetables leafy greens mm -hmm good lean meats fruits and like if you whole foods you know what i mean organic shit 
then you're giving your body like the best chance at functioning as optimally as possible. That's true. That's just basics. But yet we want to overcomplicate it or make it seem so complex we can't understand it or I don't get all. It's just it's very simple. If you just eat better and move a little bit, you start to feel better. And then over time, you slim down more to your just what's actually that's your actual body. Yeah. You know, some people are their body is not 170. There are dudes that are like 120 dudes. Mm -hmm. There are dudes that are like 240 dudes. Yeah. At their leanest, even just because that's how big, right? Yeah. But if you give yourself the right nutrition uh, and the right timing and the right calories, it's pretty easy to conclude that you're going to be in the best possible shape that you could be. Yeah. And it sounds like in many ways, that's kind of what you shifted and have done. Eating healthy. It's not always amazing. You know, sometimes it's like, it eh, sucks sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're like a foodie, it's taken me, but that's the thing. I think having the pandemic, that was probably, it was like a blessing in disguise. It was right. the weirdest silver lining. That's of, how I of, feel about when I got COVID, dude. I yeah, was out here for exactly. 10 days. Time to just think and time to reset and time to reflect and say, what do yeah. I want my days to look like? Exactly. You know, I've lost a lot of people. I'm sure you have as well. We're at the age where like, we have people that we grew up with that aren't with us anymore mm-hmm. already. And like, you know, losing um, the big homie buys one earlier this year and that COVID time, just it, it really gave me pause. And I just stopped and thought about like, man, how do I give myself the best opportunity to live the most of every day that I got? Mm-hmm. And I know if I feel good or if I have the most energy that I can, I'm going to experience it at a higher level and with the most possible enjoyment. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so to do that, I need to make health a priority. So my sleep and my diet and my exercise and my time, it's just as important as everything else. Mm -hmm. And especially as you get older, because the older you get, you know, the closer to death you are. And if you're not keeping yourself healthy, you're just going to be even closer. So. Can't Man. be fucking around like you're in your 20s. Just you cannot. <laughs> it's different. It's it different. You know, and I look back yeah. at, at those those years in your 20s and I had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I still I still want to have a lot of fun in my 40s and 50s and 60s. So making health a, a priority is, is big. Yeah, that was just some fun stuff to share with you guys. Uh, just some food for thought, you know. Um, healthy food healthy for food for thought just some healthy food for <laughs> thought that's the theme right there we're gonna actually jump into a top five here momentarily do you want to do your top five dj quick songs or your top five dj quick like productions uh i can't prepare with songs we could do productions another time because that's a whole other conversation all right so that's what we're gonna do we're gonna pick our top five dj quick songs next right here on the Helly Years podcast. Hold tight. Playing with no clowns, learn my lessons, took my losses all on the 
the chin with a motherfucking grin Nowadays catch ten, trying to steal ten cents Or running in my residence, your life won't be missing Hit you with an extra magazine, get away scot-free out of that I mean Can't let the devil get me, no, not me That's how life made me, how could you blame me? Ain't too many like me, I'm leaving all minds For the ones that look like me Yeah, I will trust trucks that I will bust back and bust first I ain't talking microphones, put your ass in a hearse Talking Morgan and Jones, I advise you leave me and mine alone You know how the story goes Please don't cross that line, pick a side to stand by Podcast. All right, here we go. Episode seven, Helly Years Podcast. We're about to pick our top five DJ quick songs of all time. Hmm. It's not an easy task to do. So, so tough. I had to, I had to go about certain methods to get, get my top five down. <laughs> you know how I often approach these top fives? I just pick what comes to my mind first and then realize that like the top five next week might be different or shit in 10 minutes, it might be different, but like, I just, I don't try to overthink it too much. What comes into my, my mind, like, ooh, that record. Ooh, this. Ooh, yeah, yeah. that one. Because otherwise it gets really, really, really challenging when you really start breaking down. Yeah, that's why I had to base, I had to, I had to narrow it down to like, okay, let's just go with singles. Like no album cuts, just straight up stuff that was singles. And that's how I narrowed it down. And I was like, okay, this will make it easier for me to pick. Usually album cuts are my favorite. So they're like very right. choice singles that I like by DJ Quick. So Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So then let's start it off. I'm going to have you kick it off RPM since you're the guest today. Um, give me your number five DJ Quick song. Dollars and Cents. Oh, man. I love that record so much. That really should be regarded as one of the best diss records ever just because I don't think anybody else made another rapper rethink their whole name. Like when yeah. you said you left out the G because the GA and you, you know, MCA yeah. just slapped his Damn. forehead and said, fuck, oh, why did man. I do that? He got me on that one. Because <laughs> quick, you you know, you know why quick left out the C. That's obvious, yeah. you know, but to leave the G out. I come know on, it, bro. it's so <laughs> it was so player and so oh. gangster to hit him with that, too. That just. Beat. Yeah. Little um, cowbells and shit. I'm not gonna lie, that's also in my top five, but okay. it's higher than number five for me. All right. So we'll get to that in a minute. My number five, only because I got to play the record and um I just really liked the horns and the feature would be real on it. Ooh. I'm going with Fandango, bro. Fandango. Fuck the tango, do the Fandango. Yeah, that was kind of hard because you hadn't really heard like be real on anything for a while. I just love that collaboration, that dude, right? Yeah. And it, you know, we're playing it at the radio station. Um, it just felt like I got a lot of good memories of that record and just those years in Sacramento getting to hang out with Quick and Buys mm-hmm. and just like, man. Fuck the tango. Do the fandango. I remember playing that at Refectory. That was just a great record. All right, give me your number four. Number four, Pitching on a Party. Oh, man. Balancing Options. What an album. We're going to have to do a part two where we, we talk balancing options as well. I really thought that that, like when I heard that, it was right before this. It was the first summer 
after college, like my first year of college. And I remember thinking like, this is going to be that, that shit that everybody says. This is going to be that new, like saying like, Hey, yo, you want to pitch in on a party? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I thought that was going to be a thing. I thought I was going to be way bigger than it was. Maybe it was other places. I don't know. But yeah. It, it didn't really get to that point. I think me and the homie said it a couple times and it was like, all right, well, I'm down to pitch in on a party. Hell yeah. We're going to pitch in on a couple of hell years parties this summer. I know that much. Oh shit. It's going to be good. All right. My number four, DJ quick. Dr. Dre Put it on me okay. Training day soundtrack mm -hmm. Crazy that it took As long as it did For Quick and Dre To work together Yeah It probably feels More Dr. Dre Definitely Than Quick to me But Having known That like Quick plays bass Live on it That there is um, Just so much history Out of Compton And to get two artists Two producers Working together on something Yeah I love that record And it was a big radio record too It was huge on radio yeah. We got to play it So Again some of the picks I have Are cause We got to play those records And I remember being in meetings And you know Getting to break a song And You just have good yeah. Good memories of those Alright sure. keep it moving Give me your <clears throat> number three Number three We heard it earlier Use a gangsta oh, no. Obvious reasons I mean, No I'm not the Production no, Everything not. about it Just so good So good And honestly you could pick a couple of records off of Rhythmalism oh. to hit in the top five. That Yeah, that was a tough one for me, obviously. Uh, if it was album cuts, I would have definitely gone with We Still Party. Oh, man. Off of singles on that album, I was like, oh, yeah, that's the one. It was a great record. Um, I'm going to pick a song for my number three that featured Sugar Free. Mm, okay. And it was called Do I Love Her. Mm, do I love her? Do I need her? Do. do I? Uh, so, in Sacramento... When I used to go to the nightclubs with uh, DJ Blend, dope ass DJ too. He could he could mix the fuck out of records. Okay, fantastic DJ. Do I love her? And wrong idea, badass and Snoop. Those two records used to be like our shut the fucking party down records. As soon as you put Do I Love Her on, dude, everybody turned the fuck up oh, on that. That's so Just when the bass comes in and it hits on the speakers in the club, like oh my fucking god. This was one of our ones, dude. So it has to be in my top five. So, so player, dude. This shit was so fucking player to me. So let's yeah. keep it going. What you got for me? Uh, we had number two. Number two. All right. Tonight. It's what an ITE, right? ITE. Yep. T-O-N-I-T-E. That's got to be on any top five for quick because it's what set off the whole shit, you know? You have something above that song, though. I know. And it's a weird sentimental thing. Okay. That's it, fine. But... Yeah. but Oh man, it's it's classic, dude. Yeah, it's right up there with fucking nothing but a G thing. Mm -hmm. What's my name or not? What's my who am I? Like, and again, like on the party shit. You know what I mean? It was like everybody at the time was kind of on some gangster shit, but like it was gangster, but it was also like, hey, this is how we party on a on a Friday night or whatever. Absolutely, in and fuck it, let's shoot some craps. You know, like ah, so it's good, so, so, so good. good, so yeah. good. So you've already touched on my number two and my number one. In, in your previous picks So my number two Is gonna be Dollars and Cents Okay Off uh, the Murder Was the Case soundtrack Again It's my favorite Like diss record mm -hmm. And where sometimes Diss records I think they're just made To you know Go at somebody Like That song That's a song And it's a Just And he goes into like Deep detail about Like the way he You know He talked about him Getting jacked and stuff Like I mean That's like that's hard bro like nobody's really everybody's always just been like talking shit about somebody and doesn't really have any like real stories about them but like hey bro you got played like a sucker and i'm gonna tell you everybody about how it happened and, yeah you know like just so good 
So yeah, that's my number two pick. I want to hear what your number one pick is. Okay, so uh, Summer Breeze. You know, you previously talked about Summertime being one of the greatest, I mean, the greatest summertime song of all time. And really, to my mind, I can only think of three songs in hip hop that were like, that had that. It was that, Dove Shack, Summertime. And then, oh, wow. You know, and then and then Summer Breeze. And I don't know, Summer Breeze is just, ever since I heard that, I think it was like the summer of 1995. It just, that was what really made me like love quick was something about that beat and that whole vibe. I just... I love it to this day, man. Like, there's nothing better than a sunny day popping that song on. Yeah. And just, yeah. Absolutely, dude. Summer Breeze is a fantastic that, record, dude. Yeah, that's what I love about records like that is even in the Northwest, as shitty as the weather is, you toss that on and it's just, you feel like you're cruising down the road with all them palm trees and just it puts you in that place, you know? They've captured a feeling of a place and put it into music. Absolutely. That's, and it's a it's really amazing. good feeling. Yeah. I mean, you they've know, done that on good. the West Coast, East Coast, too. I mean, Wu-Tang, you know, puts you in the, the staircases of the, the projects, Absolutely. you know, like it, it just takes you to a place. It's, 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 it's crazy how they can capture that. So you're talking about taking you to a place. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take you to a place. It was the big homie, James Faye. I remember going to a party at, at his house and like, he was like a popular dude, fuck with a lot of people. So like a party over at, at James Faye's house was, that was going to be yanking. Right. And I remember being there and he played. DJ Quicks tonight, right? And the whole fucking party was like it was like a music video. Like <laughs> like I mean a house party with like a yeah. hundred people in it. And you know, like a hundred people in like a fifteen hundred square foot house. It's a fucking it's it a look, it looked like the Jenny Juice video. But I just remember being at this party when that record when he played it and then after that song they played um AMG's Bitch Better Have, Bitch my, Better money. Have my Money and like everybody was singing that shit. And I just remember just that moment, that party, the Tonight record, how it felt, and just being at a house party with everybody just loving that shit. Bro. Bro. That's so <laughs> so Tonight, to me, has to be my number one yeah. DJ Quick record. Yeah. All right, man. What you got planned for the weekend? Anything cool? Oh, not too much, man. This is about the highlight, you know? Coming to hang out with the homie on the podcast has been fun, man. Absolutely. Appreciate you having me. Let me ask you this real quick, only because I had a few people hit me uh, before you get out of here. CD Baby, you're still mm -hmm. over there, right? Yes, sir. If people wanted to know a little bit more about that, or like if they got some music, or you had mentioned something like, you know, if young Zach wants to try to start to put a song out, he just made a record. What does he do, or what would you recommend somebody like that get started Yeah, with? I mean, really, it's anybody can come. I mean, it's, uh, it's just like, you know, any other of uh, the uh, independent, you know, distribution companies out here where you can just go to the website and you got some music start an account upload your music you know fill out all the forms for your metadata and uh give it a little time and psh, bam you're on spotify that's fantastic yeah if you want to stand out you should probably be good it's like that in everything though, i know too, right everything is like that now it's like everything's so oversaturated and everybody thinks they can do everything and it's like uh, maybe not yeah it's okay to give it a shot but yeah. be honest yeah exactly be honest with yourself <laughs> All right, man. Well, I, I certainly appreciate you coming to hang out. Have a fantastic Friday. Are you DJing anywhere? Uh, when's the next spot that you got something going on? I'm just doing mostly weddings now, you know? Yeah. So if you know anybody who's getting married, DJRPM503.com. DJRPM503. I do a great job. I mean, not even just the dance party, but every other aspect as well, you know? Absolutely. Ceremony got to be clean. Got to do it. Everything like that. So, yeah. And I imagine your shirt fits you a lot better now. Yeah, man. I bought 
three new suits <laughs> i bought all new clothes actually that was the only downside to losing all that weight i bought but yeah i got some fresh new suits i'm, I'm always well you're an inspiration man i'm proud of you it makes me want to do better and uh, i appreciate you sharing everything that you did today brother yeah you're welcome man you're on your way hip-hop and wellness right here it's the hell of years podcast again shout out to my man my bro dj rpm for hanging out with us today and talking dj quick that was a lot of fun man appreciate you a whole lot that's a wrap episode seven thanks for tuning in you know it's funny it's a podcast so i guess saying tuning in doesn't really make sense because you're not dialing in or tuning in your radio you're just pulling it up on streaming but either way i appreciate you thank you so much for the support zachwoodruff.com or hellyearspodcast.com or hellyears.com they all go to the same place we got the blog on there the newsletter the discord chat and even some cool new merch so check it out right there zachwoodruff.com again i appreciate you so very much i'll be back next week episode eight with the homies we just may be talking some Tupac. Definitely going to be a lot of fun. It's all love. Hip hop is health. <laughs>